Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, thank you for waking up with me. It is much appreciated. Okay, so my surprise guest right now is uh, the city council member for District 2 in the city of Compton, Andre Spicer. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Dominique. I didn't know you had so many hats. I, I think I just saw you... I don't know. What were we doing? Was it? We were at uh, Holly Mitchell's. Holly uh, Mitchell's campaign, campaign launch. launch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And here it is just a couple days later. And I'm seeing you again. That was actually quite an, quite an event. It was. So many people showed up. I mean, Holly is, you know, she's, she's great. And everybody knows it. Uh, obviously, I'm supporting her. Um, and we're just looking forward, you know, forward yeah. to a. Uh, Holly doing another term. Yeah, we we love Holly Mitchell yeah. around here, but um, it was kind of a who's who. I mean, I so many electeds were there. Definitely. I mean, again, she's super supported. You had uh, I saw uh, Senator Isidore Hall there. We saw uh, uh, Steve, Bradford, Steve Bradford was there. Yvonne uh, Wheeler. Bass. Yeah, it that's was right. Just, Mayor Bass was there. Yeah, it was so many people there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just happy to be a part of you know just be there. Your mayor. Uh, Sharif yes, from the city of Compton. Sharif was, uh, yeah. was there as well. Yeah. So how's it going in? Uh, how's it going in 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 the city council from your perspective? It is. It's going pretty good. Um, of course, you know we have our our struggles. Yeah. We have our challenges, um, which I expected, um, but we're able to address them. Uh, we're making sure that the the people are heard, uh, residents are heard, responding to their concerns, and um, I think we're moving in the right direction. My goal is to get us ready for. Uh, one of my goals is to get us ready for the uh, Olympics. And what does that mean? Um, so from my perspective, people come to L.A., visitors come to L.A. all the time, and they want to come to Compton. Uh, I have several people that call me, hey, man, I'm in Compton, just kind of take me around. And uh, unfortunately, embarrassingly enough, I don't have any much to show right now in the city. Uh, so I know that the Olympics are coming. Um, I would like to have some things in our city that would attract people uh, to the city of Compton. So, so you know, are we talking a theme park? Are we talking murals? Are we thinking about uh, statues, destination Compton? Like, we there's a couple things, and I don't want to put it out there okay, too soon. Top there's, secret. There's there's a couple things <laughs> that I, I have planned mm-hmm. uh, that the city is plan- planning right now that I would love to just see happen. But it's going to take some work to get there. I mean, it makes sense because I have that. I've had that experience too. People coming from out of town. I live, you know, Crenshaw District, yeah. and they want to go to Compton. I'm like, why you want to go to Compton <laughs> for? <laughs> well, because they've heard about it and seen it in a movie or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, I eat, but you know, let's go see Dr. Goss's place. <laughs> That's my Compton tour. New Body Herbs. Man, all right. <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, it's not as many things to show in the city that, you know, that we can be proud of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to Inglewood, we can, you know, we can go all through Inglewood. Well, Inglewood is having a development boom, right? Right, right. I would, I, I love to follow that train. Really? I would love to follow that. And, and not necessarily, I mean, obviously we can't do stadiums and things like that, but there's 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 some development that could happen yeah um yeah i mean the the question always is like how do you keep long-time residents uh specifically black people but other long-time residents too on the winning side of change when that change happens so it's preparing your community for what's about to happen gentrification is inevitable right but we we demonize the word gentrification it's it's to me it's about who's going to gentrify 
and um, you prepare your community for what's about to happen. Uh, I have a um, homeless program that I want to uh, implement, and it's an investment program for the locals to uh, invest in a, a program that will help alleviate homelessness. So it does two things. It helps clean up the community. Uh, actually, it does three things. It helps clean up the community, addresses homelessness, and it also uh, is an investment for our residents to put money back into their pockets. So it's uh, ideas and things like that that I like to think of, how we can just make money off our own land, how we can just increase uh, our value just based on what we do own already. Uh, we're about to go into news, traffic, and sports, so maybe you can look at this on the other side. But technically, voters right now are investing in the unhoused because we pay yes. taxes, and those taxes go for homeless programs. But you're talking about, it sounds like something different, more like a socially innovative business kind of plan. It is. Um, so when we're talking, I don't know if we have time. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll address it after news, traffic, okay. and sports. It sounds fascinating. Talking with uh, Council Member Andre Spicer on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominic DePrima when we come forward. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Talking with Andre Spicer, council member for the 2nd District. And I know I've just been doing a bunch of candidate interviews. Andre is not running. No, I'm not running. Not running for anything right now. Actually won the race and won the battle and now has the job. And now I have a job and now I have to get to work. Right. (laughs) And now I have to be effective with this job. Right. And so you were talking about this idea of um, community investing in a houseless yeah. so, project as, as a socially innovative business model. Right. Well, we obviously we all have a homelessness issue. Right. Uh, L.A. County, um, America, you know, um, and I don't and not to cast stones at anyone, but we haven't really put a dent so much in, in Compton. We haven't put much of a dent and our homelessness issue. and But when you're addressing homelessness, you have to address the de- the different demographics of homelessness. You have the drug abusers. You have the people that were just released from jail. You have uh, the transitional uh, folks. You have, uh, which is one of my passions, uh, foster youth. And um, foster youth is a, is a passion of mine because, you know, you turn out of foster care at 18. Uh, you've been taken care of by various different families, Um and in all honesty, us as parents, not a not, not many of us prepare our own children to be in the world at the age of 18. So now you've put yeah. someone uh, that you were just getting paid to let stay with you. Now you put them out in the world because you no longer get paid to keep them. And they don't have the resources that most of us do have. And so uh, when I go through Compton, sometimes I, I see a lot of kids on the street. And I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call them kids. I see a lot of young people on the streets and their their story is very similar to, Hey, I was in foster care and I'm 18 and we're now we're back out on the, you know, on the street trying to, trying to make uh, things happen. And another reason why that's a a huge passion of mine is because again, these are young people and if they don't have means, they will make their way to get to those means. Um, So now we're talking about public safety and if we can address this, it's more of a, uh, proactive approach to public safety as opposed to a reactive uh, approach. Um, In a perfect world, we have some land in Compton. Um, Let me go back a little bit. We have no shelters in Compton. 
And the reason why we don't have any shelters in Compton because well, everybody wants them, but they don't want them next to them. Nobody wants it in their backyard. So you have to make it, uh, uh, you have to entice the people to want to have shelters in their own communities. And so what I was thinking is that we have some land in the city of Compton. Um, if we take this plot of land and we um, allow the community to invest in this land. And when I say invest in this land, maybe we buy, hypothetically speaking, we buy some boxables. I'm not sure if you're familiar with boxables. Uh, they're 20 by 20 foot homes, nine foot uh, high. Okay, yeah, you I have put them together them, yeah. in five, ten minutes, you know. Wow. And um, they're fire resistant, they're weather resistant. They're perfect for Southern California. Uh, I think they've started off at $50,000 a piece. Um, you get your, uh, your your community that wants to invest in something like this. Maybe they all want to invest in a boxable. We all get boxables, right? Uh, we put them on this land. We, uh, we create a program that allows people to stay here. Uh, we take care of their shelter. We take care of their food. We take care of everything that they need. But in order to be a part of this program, you have to be a part of our NA classes, our AA classes, our job training, our um, just, just, uh, just around just roundabout services to prepare them uh, for the future, um, to help them get uh, job training and different things like that. So they have to be a part of this program. This program is only a two-year program. So our job is to build you up to go to the next level. Um, and so after uh, if we getting these, these boxables financed, you know, let's just say hypothetically speaking, we get $3,500 a month per boxable. We can pay these boxables off in about a year, year and a half, I'm sorry, about a year and a half to two years. And from that point on, this, this is considered to be profit uh, for those investors. Now, of course, there's a little more details to it. And there's a little more, you know, a little more intricate. To All that. right. The fine print, the permits, this, that and the other. Of course. So I mean, uh, there's got to be a reason why housing and, you know, housing in L.A. is coming out to be like half a million a unit. It's 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 a process though. So I'm, I was thinking of uh, programs like that that we can kind of uh, implement in our community, so, so that the, so that the community becomes a partner in right. the solution. So that if you know they are actually profiting by it, maybe they would be less resistant to it. Yes, you know um, this is a chance. We this is a chance for us all to be a part of the solution. Um, a lot of this. A lot of the issues that are brought up by community uh, falls on res uh, on council to right. create answers. Right, absolutely. And the truth of the matter is this is a community. This is all of us. We all play a role. I mean, one of the biggest things I always hear about Compton is the street racing. Oh, my gosh. And I know, you know, you guys have put down those little tack things and intersections and try and but i mean it's in la too but we hear about it a lot in compton and the reason i think we hear about it a lot in compton is because people take they get bragging rights for coming to compton doing things like this uh they mm. brag about it on their social media it's a badge of honor to come to a city like compton and take over the streets um and i recently did an interview uh we had a, a issue on the corner of Santa Fe and El Segundo, where they backed into the bakery. Yeah. Uh, several people went into the bakery. Um, I got a lot of sl slack from that, from uh, community, from uh, uh, news outlets, as to what are you guys going to do? 
And the truth of the matter is, it's absolutely illegal to do donuts. It's absolutely illegal to take over intersections. It's absolutely illegal to, to, to damage public property. It's absolutely illegal to back into uh, a bakery and rob a bakery. All these things are illegal. What do you want me to do as a council person? I don't have a badge. I don't have a gun. I don't have a tow truck. These, do you think that um, having a legal place for people to race would make a difference? Absolutely. We always talk about that that on this show. Um, Randy from Watts always talks about Terminal Island. People think of other spots and saying that we used to have such a spot. I think that that would. I think that'd be a cash cow. I think that's. I think it's a brilliant idea for someone to just organize and have a place for people to do this, uh, but it doesn't take the excitement of breaking the law. Right. Like, it doesn't take the yeah, excitement Yeah, I mean, some people may over. just want to have those bragging rights that you're talking about. Yeah. But it seems like if there was a legal place, maybe it could help to divert some of the I, I, drama I, off the streets. I 100% agree with that. And uh, I think that someone should take advantage of that. And, right. And create something. That someone not necessarily being the county, the city, the state... You think it's 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 for a private entrepreneur? I think a private entrepreneur should do that. I, you you are a private entrepreneur. I am. And you, one of the things you said when you were running for city council is that you would bring that lens to the council. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I mean, it's, it's about uh, economic development in the city. You know, um, we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that comes from the city of Compton. We don't always lay out the red carpet for those people to come back and invest in their community and bring, bring their business to Compton. And that was one of the things that I'm, I'm willing, uh, one of the things that I'm changing here in the city of Compton. Is that why we're hearing about Dre, uh, Dr. Dre <laughs> investing, what, $90,000 or something? What is that all about? Um, so me and Dr. Dre have developed a, a pretty good relationship as I am uh, a feature in one of uh, these documentaries that he's producing. And um, they've been producing it. They've been filming this documentary for about seven or eight years now. Wow. And it's called Compton's Finest. Um, expected to be out sometime next year. However, okay, great. It, it allowed me to develop this relationship with Dre. Um, I got a chance to interview him at his house. Uh, it was a two day interview. And after that, he was like, hey, man, take my number. Let's hang out. And it's like, what am I supposed to say to that, right? Right. So, yes, is uh, the answer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then exactly. we start hanging out. We start talking. I tell him about my plans for the city of Compton. I tell him about um, my vision uh, for the community and um, that I want to run for mayor. And uh, he invested in my candidacy for mayor. Uh, that's what the $90,000 was for, was um, his endorsement and investment in me running for mayor. Which you're not doing right this second. No, I, I, I'm not doing it until 2026. I didn't anticipate for that news to come out any, you know, as soon as it did. That happened back in March, and that news came out, uh, I think, about three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I mean, anytime you're dealing with people that TMZ tracks, um, it, it right. may come out. 2026, uh, assuming that uh, the current mayor, Emma Sharif, would be termed out by then? Um, well, we don't have terms. In oh, you can, be, you can be mayor it, forever? You can be mayor forever. Okay. You can be a mayor as long as they vote for you. Mm. And so, yeah, uh, both of our seats are up. Uh, our terms are up in uh, 2026. So for okay. me, it would be uh, all or nothing. You know, I won't get a chance to I have to vacate my seat to run for mayor. And so if I win mayor, obviously I'll be the mayor. If I lose, I'm out of a job. You'll be an entrepreneur. I'll be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> just like you are now. But yeah, that's always a that's always a risk. I mean, it's one of the yeah. reasons why people are some people, my and myself included, are a little worried about Katie Porter running for Senate because if she doesn't win which it's not looking good right at the moment then that seat is probably going to go back to a republican which is all bad but we're talking with andre spicer and um we're talking about compton talking about california sharing your thoughts i really appreciate that when we come forward if um i, I want to get your thoughts on some of these upcoming races uh, i know you're working on some stuff yeah. um for the election ahead absolutely so which isn't that far ahead i think the mail-in no. ballots are landing in about a week yes yeah so i want to get your election um briefing when we come forward for sure andre spicer dominique de prima kbla talk 1580 more of first things first with dominique de prima when we come forward this is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Okay, District 2, uh, City of Compton. He's a council member. Today he's a political analyst for me, and I appreciate you. <laughs> council member Andre Spicer is with me. And looking ahead, not too far ahead, we got a primary election March 5th, yeah. and then the big enchilada uh, November 5th. Yeah. Um, ballots coming right now. Is there anything in particular you are tracking? Well, there's a few different races that I'm tracking. Um, I'm a I'm a local person, so I believe in um, to engaging in your local. Think election. globally, act you, locally. You know, think globally, but act locally. Yeah. Um, so uh, in Compton, we have uh, we have three races. We have a uh, district one. We have district four uh, council persons, and then we also have the city clerk. Um, so if they're in Compton and the city clerk, you know, we're talking Vernell McDaniel. It's the only person that is a viable candidate in this case. Um, she's, uh, been in the city clerk's office for the last, uh, I want to say 30 years. Uh, she's, wow. she's been, um, the active, uh, city clerk for the last year and some change. And, um, she's now running for her uh, running for the seat. So I'm in 100 percent of Renee McDaniel uh, for my district four race in Compton. Uh, uh, Alicia Rivers is my my pick. Um, she actually ran my campaign. Uh, she was my campaign manager. Uh, she also helped me turn over my election. As you know, we proved voter fraud. So she was a huge uh, help in that. Yeah, that was crazy yeah. story. And, and honestly, it wouldn't have happened without her help. You know, uh, so uh, Alicia Rivers is my pick for District 4. Um, the Senate is going to be a pretty big race. You know, I feel like I'm out of my element because I'm not up on those Compton races, but um, yeah. I certainly will get up on. Now, you're talking about when you say Senate, you're talking about the U.S. Senate or are you talking about Bradford's seat? We're talking about Bradford's seat. Okay. Yeah, state, Senate. state Senate. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about Bradford's seat. Uh, yeah. This is this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Um of course, I have to to support my uh, my friend and colleague uh, Michelle Chambers um, from the city of Compton. From the city of Compton, yeah, man. Uh, uh, that's that's who I'm actually supporting in that in that particular race. I know Michelle's heart. Uh, I know her work ethic. Um, she's dedicated. Uh, I, I've I've seen her at work, you know. That's um, District Thirty Five. Yes, Senate District Thirty Five. Um, Bradford has been, you know, he's been a powerhouse yeah. in that seat. That's some um, shoes to feel, right? But he is uh, termed out. 
Um, off the top of my head, I don't remember everybody who's running, but I know there's some formidable folks. Yes, there is. Um, and uh, I've talked with uh, Michelle Chambers many times. She's a uh, smart progressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I haven't endorsed anyone because I don't even, I haven't even sat down and figured out who's running. But I know that um, you, I don't feel like you could go wrong with the uh, Chambers. Well, of course, I'm naturally going to say that as, you know, um, I worked her campaign uh, for the city of Compton when she ran for District 1, and she hired me as her liaison. And uh, we made some we made some uh, some 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 change uh, in the city. We've got we've increased the voter turnout for the youth by 40 percent for her race. So um, I've been rocking with Michelle for a few years and. I'm, I'm a loyalist. Yeah, we may have to. Oh, you. Are. I'm a <laughs> we, we may have to um, circle back on that. And um, what about the DA's race? Are you tracking oh, that? Oh yeah. Well, I think that seems like it's a huge, huge, maybe one of the biggest things on the March ballot. Yes. in my opinion, is the DA's race. Yeah, I am checking out a couple people um, right now. I'm looking at uh, John McKinney. Um, I've heard some good things about him. I've had a couple conversations with him. Um, I haven't in officially endorsed anyone yet, uh, but there's a couple candidates that I was uh, checking out in that race. Uh, but the only person I've had a conversation with so far is John. He was on with me um, last week, and if you guys want to hear him, uh, he's up wherever you get your podcast. We also had uh, Jeff Chemerinsky. Um, you're not in, in, and we hope to have, there's actually 12 people running for that seat. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a busy race. It's a busy race. <laughs> it's a busy um, race. do you consider yourself a progressive Andre? <sighs> no. Yes. Okay. That was a long pause. No, it, it, it was. I, I got to like drove a truck through that. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to, I don't like to pigeon my whole, my, pigeonhole myself into any particular category I don't, right like, you know i i am a registered democrat but even you know i don't always align with even some of the the, the democratic views you know so yeah no, neither do i i mean i'm a i i call myself progressive wing of the democratic party yeah. even though there's no such designation <laughs> on a ballot um but i the reason i was asking that is because i'm surprised that you're not it sounds like you're not even considering gascon and you know gascon has regardless what you think of his management style, he has enacted a lot of the things that we, the voters, asked for. And, okay, yes. I'm not a big fan of the zero bill. Um, I saw how it worked for us in the George Floyd era. I see how it works against us as small businesses. Uh, and I'm going to speak in Compton. Zero bail. Zero bail. Uh, but what we have now is a, is a bail schedule where there's discretion, so not everybody gets zero bail. It's up to the judge. This this is true. Uh, so that's not quite zero bail. Okay. I mean, because the reason I'm saying that is because people that listen to 50 Cent are like, oh, everyone's getting let out on the streets. Uh, but th if you're arrested for murder, you're not getting out on the street. This, this is true. You're going to go, you're going to be in on bail. So I'll give you an example of what one of my businesses are dealing with. Uh, it's a postal exchange in Compton, and the building had been broken into several times. I mean, I saw the evidence, big holes in the right. ceiling walls. Okay. Um, they called the guy one time. The police called him. A few days later, he gets out. 
he's standing in front of the building, swinging a bat, saying he's coming back in, broad daylight. And they call the police. Police say, um, well, we have to release him. We can't uh, prosecute him until we... Uh, the police are always going to say that because their agenda is that they get a bigger and bigger piece of the budget So because they think that we can arrest our way out of every every crisis. And that mm-hmm. is not historically shown to work. No, but I believe in a balance. It has to be a balance. Right now, I don't know if this is, is working for us. And that's not to say that it's all on Gascon. Because maybe, you know, there's, there's what I've found out now that I'm in office, there's always more than just surface yeah more than meets the eye it's it's, one of the reasons i i'm i'm not sure if i'll ever run for it's it's so many things that you have to consider and so i don't know that that uh gascon is doing a horrible job i know that his plan isn't necessarily working out for us Hmm. right now well okay um i think you know that we can do a whole longer conversation on that of course because I, I think that there's a huge gap, and we were talking about this off the air, between the perception and the data mm-hmm. when it comes to the district attorney, mm-hmm. when it comes to the president of the United States, et cetera. Not every office, but certainly those two are great examples of times when the evidence doesn't necessarily match the rhetoric. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing much more to add to that. That's that's the facts. They they don't always uh, align. And then sometimes the stats are skewed. Stats aren't always. Stats are, yeah, stats are skewed. But, you know, either people are dead or they're not. I think when it comes to body bags, it's hard to skew that. But, yeah, I do think I do think that the stats can be used. But I also think that right now, and this is a, what I call Talking Point Tuesday, we're in a period of time where people are getting caught up in slogans, ideas, impressions Mm -hmm. that may not actually be reflective of the reality on the ground. It's been really fun talking with you. How can we track you on socials? Um, I am on uh, all the social media platforms. It's Andre Spicer, uh, District 2. And you can find me anywhere on that. And you were Um, about to say something. Yes. I need my demographic to start to pay attention to these judges' races. Yeah. We do not engage in the judges' races at all, and we are very reactive when we talk about judges and not proactive. This is uh, there's a lot of judges on the ballot this this election, and a lot of us people of color find ourselves in front of judges because a lot of times we're targeted and over sentenced anyway. So, but to not show uh, to voice your vote and opinion on who should be in those seats does yourself a disservice. So I I like to encourage our our people to go out there, start to find out who these uh, judicial candidates are, and start voting. It's a whole advertisement for my show. Tavis Smiley is up next. Andre Spicer, thank you so much. Until tomorrow, one love. Yeah.